Are you ready to free the body and free the soul? Join Dr. David, the cutting edge doc, as he guides us on today's journey. Here's Dr. David. Welcome, friends. Welcome to another edition of Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul. I'm your host, Dr. David, the cutting edge doc. And here on Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul, we do in-depth interviews with individuals that are doing cutting edge work in the areas of healing or spirituality or social transformation. And I'm really excited about today's show. Today's show is all about water and what breakthroughs have occurred that can allow you to get healthy, great tasting water at an affordable price and that is easy on the environment and doesn't even require electricity. And so my guest today is Gabe Huntinghake. I've known Gabe for a few years. He and his family live in Lawrence, Kansas. And uh, Gabe got interested in water uh, many years ago. He found out about the electrical alkaline water systems and got involved with that for a while and then started to realize that there could be a better way to bring to the consumer safe, effective, good tasting water. And so um, one of the things that I'm about on this show is assisting in the dissemination of disruptive technologies, things that work better, things that bring down the price of things. And uh, so it's in that spirit that I want to invite Gabe into the conversation. So Gabe, welcome to Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul. Well, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to talking a little bit more about this. Okay. So as most of our listeners know, these are in-depth interviews. So we have time to not only get into the material, but also uh, we have time for people to get to know you and your backstory and kind of what makes you tick and what got you to this point where you actually started your own company and brought together a lot of elements in some new and interesting ways to make this all possible. So I'm going to turn the show over to you for a while and please uh, tell your story about yourself and your life and kind of how you got to where you are and what, what's kind of motivated you, what's been moving you to, um, to take the actions you've taken and to, and to bring this type of uh, water solution to the world. Okay. Uh, well, it's interesting because what you've just kind of opened up with there as an introduction pretty much dovetails into the whole, um, the, the Vitev story. That's the company name that, that we started years ago. And um, me personally, um, I don't know how far back to go with this, but um, in what I call my previous life before I was in the, the private sector, um, I was in the military. I was an Air Force weather officer, actually. And uh, when I separated from the Air Force, um, took the opportunity to, to work for myself, I guess, as a way to look at it. I knew if I didn't take the opportunity then, I would probably not have the chance to do so. Again, I'd be stuck in, in something that wasn't as fulfilling, wasn't as, uh, didn't offer as much freedom, um, opportunity, that sort of thing. So took advantage and just tried to see what was out there. And, and I used my um, education and my experience in, in that previous life within weather and in the environment and to just move down that path. And so um, in... I guess it was late or maybe early 2009, somewhere around that, that time frame, 
one of the um, I've, I've been working within air purification, water purification, some of those those different um, industries, and and something caught my eye. Very, I mean, on the periphery, one of the suppliers that I was using at the time, and um, my first thought was, "Holy cow, who would pay that much money for a water filter?" That's just I, I can't imagine why it would be so expensive. And that little hook, I guess, in a negative sense, is what caught my attention. But as I read a little bit more about it, it just intrigued me. I realized, well, this isn't a filter. This is something more than just a, a basic water filtration system. And um, I read a little bit more, researched a little bit more through that process, got connected with a few other people who um, uh, were doing more in the education spectrum within water, I guess you will, you could call it, less in sales, more in education, and just trying to figure out what this thing was. And my family, I have wife and three kids, um, we grabbed what's you know known as an electric water ionizer and just decided we'd be guinea pigs and let's see what this does and how it works and do some of the benefits that it talks about. Do we see those corresponding in our life after using it for a while? And, and we did, there was definite improvement in a, in a variety of different areas uh, enough so that, that I then reached out to a few people I knew who had some different health issues and things like that and said, Hey, would you mind, you know, being a Guinea pig for me as well? <laughs> and, and they did. And we saw a continued improvement in, in other areas as well. So enough confidence in, in the benefits that the system offered to say, Hey, there's something to this. And, and so for a while I sold and marketed those electric ionizers that you referenced earlier. And they, while the water always worked or, or nearly always worked, people really enjoyed it. It always left a bad taste in my mouth because you then try to close that sale and people are left with, multi-thousand dollar invoice that they have to figure out do i want to continue to feel good or do i make my car payments or you know or do i need to get a, a refinance my home that kind of stuff and it just never set well with me and through those initial contacts that i'd made as i was researching the the water and and the benefits that that were associated with it um we started talking about that and the difficulty that that the market offered um and the way it was behaving, the, the people that were in the industry, the price points, just a number of things that were unsettling to us. And so we started talking a little bit more about that and realized that if we were going to make an impact and actually help as many people as we could, we were going to have to get out of the market. And to do that, we had to look at a different type of product as well. And so through some connections, we, we came up with this um, opportunity with a natural process, you know, the electric ionizers are, they're plugging those systems into the wall and using the, the current out of the wall, the electric current out of the wall to then create an electro electrolysis environment and, and split that water, if you will, or separate that water. And, um, we realized that there was other ways to do it. If you looked across the, uh, Pacific and you look over in Asia, there was a lot of different technologies coming to market that relied on, on basic chemistry versus electricity. And so we just dovetailed into that and looked at some natural alkaline opportunities and, and played with the recipe and the different minerals. And let's test this out and see what we come up with. And next thing you know, we had a product that we thought would work. Um, so now we're into like what, 2010 or so. And we, we came up with our phase one product. Um, we want to see now that we have a concept that seems to work, our testing actually was was kind of blew us away in how well the systems worked in comparison to what we'd all known before in this electric world. Um, we were shocked at, at, at just how effective this little simple mineral cartridge was. And so we then said, well, we have to see if the market accepts it. 
as well because we're offering something now that's like a tenth of the price. Will people look at this and just go, okay, there's no way this thing could possibly do what it says it can? Or will they embrace it and decide to try it? And we found they embraced it and wanted to try it. And not only did they try it, they shared it with other people and it just continued to grow. And so at that point, we looked at then at phase two, which was <clears throat> improving the quality, essentially, is what it came down to, having better control over the logistical side, the supply chain, those types of things, getting them made here in the United States. And that then developed into what we have now with our Vitev product line and um, expanded um, different options for different products for different uses and worldwide distribution and some other things as well. So um, I, I don't know if I necessarily would say I... Um, I mean, I guess we, we did disrupt the industry in a little bit. It's, it's sort of a small industry, so it's, it feels a little weird saying that, that we disrupted the industry. But I would, I would guess we probably did, as we're seeing now a growth in those types of products that um, other people are jumping on board now as well. The same people who, which is funny, five, six years ago said there's no way these things can work, are now selling them themselves. Um, so there's some, there's some fulfillment in there as well. But more than anything else, we just we enjoy the the ability to give people a product that's works every time. It's simple. It's easy to use. Like you said, it tastes good. Um, and it doesn't break the bank for them. It's something that the average person can afford and enjoy the benefits that even a few years ago, the average person could not. Um, so that's one of the things that just keeps us motivated and keeps us moving and looking at new opportunities and new products and, um, the desire to keep things, you know, at a level that people can, can manage and help their families out. I understand that that's great. Um, how did you find, how did you go about finding the, uh, the manufacturers that you wanted to work with here in the United States? Um, just basically, uh, web research, <laughs> phone calls, uh, emails. There's, there's not a lot of, of companies here in the U.S. Um, in fact, I just saw one the other day that's now moving all their um, – they're shutting down their U.S. operations even, and they're moving them all overseas somewhere. They've sent that notification out. They're not in the alkaline spectrum. They're just in water filtration. But there's not very many. Um, the challenge was finding ones that would work in a smaller scale. You know, you can't just go to, to 3M or Brita or some of those, those places and say, hey, would you make us some products? Um, so what we looked for is just, um, sort of a medium range company or medium sized company that, um, that could, you know, basically fill the cartridges that had, I mean, we didn't know any of this stuff when we started, it was all fly learning on the fly. Um, so we've learned about injection molding and how to fill plastic canisters and the way the, um, the, uh, the connections are made, the fittings are made, all that sort of stuff that we knew nothing about. Um, but I would say one big thing was which companies would talk to us as well, you know, um, which ones would give us the time of day and say, okay, yeah, we, we'd like to look at you guys and, and we'll help, you know, develop something with you, that sort of thing. And, um, it just grew from there. It sounds like you had sort of, uh, an entrepreneurial confidence and optimism that this was worth a shot that somehow, even though you'd never done this before, you sort of had a confidence that somehow you'd figure it out. Oh, absolutely. Um, I would say that's one thing that that was a commonality between the, those of us that, that started, you know, the Vitev direction is um, we didn't really give up. <laughs> we knew it. If it, just keep just keep swinging and you're going to make this thing work. And and there was a period of time where we were with, working with the recipe and 
the ingredients and we were having some problems and different reactions and we just, it was frustrating, um, but we just kept tinkering with it and trying with it until we found um, some common themes and some, um, some patterns that we realized, hey, okay, this is what's causing the issues. This is what's improving what we want to see improve. Um, so there's a lot of trial and error, which I think is probably a lot of entrepreneurship is, is just keep going, just keep going and eventually you hit, right? Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely what we went through. Now, for a couple of years. Do you think that your time in the military and your training there was helpful to you in terms of your discipline and commitment that was required to, to pull this off? Um, or do you think you had those qualities well-developed prior to that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say they were well-developed. Um, I, I, I guess that, was, that could have, you know, they could have, helped out significantly with it. But uh, I think more of what the military gave me was my, my career field being weather. Um, it's not like you see in the, the TV news, you know, that's not what the weather is like or, or that career field is like in the military. It's, it's a little bit more precise and uh, high stress. Um, but most importantly, you have to understand what the end user wants. Um, so the decision maker, the the pilot, the the general who's making the decisions, those types of things, that's your customer. Those are the ones that you have to make your forecast work for, and you have to communicate it in a way that they understand it. And so, um, and, and understand what what are their what are their the criteria that they're looking for when they're making a decision. And so I think maybe that perspective has helped within the Vitev family here that we're. We look for what does the end user. We're more concerned with what do they want than what do we want. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean that, that that service, that commitment to service, and the commitment and the ability to communicate to people in ways that speak to their concerns and their interests is vital in any in any successful business or in any human relationship. And so, mm -hmm. I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, when when you mentioned we, did you have partners? Did you have investors? Who were you referring to when you talk about we? Yeah, we. There was um, there was there was how many of us? Four or five. Uh, we really kind of went in just as as partners. Um, the, the dynamics there have changed over the last few years, and how those agreements and, and the situation is settled. But that was the initial initial setup was just partnership. Um, there was no. No investors. Um, <laughs> that's probably something else a little bit unique in how we got started. Um, it, it was a really, really small operation. Um, and we looked at it from the perspective of we didn't want to dump a bunch of debt into the company right away um, and add that stress. Let's keep the overhead low. You know, let's be smart in how we operate. We don't need to we don't need to waste a bunch of money in things that aren't um, going to help us move the company forward, you know. And so we were fine with cutting, um, being pretty thin in some areas that maybe other companies wouldn't have done. So we, from day one, have pretty much run the company debt-free. Um, and today's the same way. It's just, it, you know, it's just increased. We've been able to do more with what we have, but yeah, we've never taken on investors. I don't think we really have that um, desire to. Um, so, but in, so, so in the beginning, did you, you know, before you had cash flow, were you guys relying on savings or lines of credit or how did you sort of weather the, the the period when you were 
you were ramping up for production? Um, yeah, there was, well, we, we piled in some money um, that we, we had available to start with. You know, everything needs some seed money. Um, and there was some, some luck involved as well in that there was a there was a spectrum of people as well. There were some very established um, partners who had been in, in business for a long time, and they had a little bit more money to put into it than than some other guys, you know. So there was some proportionality there as well. But we also got lucky, and, and we got a couple of really nice, solid, large orders right out of the gate, and that always oh, helps, um, you know. So and, and even in a sort of a pre-order situation, helped fund the start of it by getting those systems out early. So. Um, yeah, but that that all came through relationships more so than it did um, maybe traditional sales techniques or cold calling or anything like that. Um, yeah, that's that's how we got it going, and then we've just been able to continue to turn that cash flow, reinvest, and everything else um, for the life of the company. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, that definitely highlights the value of relationships for sure. Now, was your you know you you, you were you were married you. You had children. Was your wife supportive of this endeavor, or was did this freak her out, or did you guys have to do a lot of negotiating, or how was that? Uh, yeah, that was. Um, um, she's always been very supportive of this. There was a point where it's like, eh, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn, right? <laughs> and so there is that period of time where it's like, okay, well, if this doesn't work soon, we're going to have to just cut ties and say oh, we tried. We're going to have to do something else now. Um, there was definitely that that phase of the of the transition, um, but from a um, one of the things that my wife and I have enjoyed in in this in in a business sense is that it offers more freedom, um, more uh, flexibility than working you know nine to five in a cubicle somewhere would, and that's that's really what I found as I was leaving the Air Force. Um, there are a lot of companies that will basically headhunter companies that want to go in and find, you know, Air Force or, or any military officer, senior non-commissioned officer, those types, and and bring them in, recruit them into a large Fortune 500 company where you just become a, a little, you know, knob on the wheel. Um, and so that's what I was finding a lot as I was separating out, looking for my next career. And I just said, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this. There's, I would just feel terrible going to this job day in and day out. I want to do something that actually has a larger good involved here. Um, and so, um, yeah, we have a, I guess probably a little different family life than the, than the normal everyday American does. Um, my wife, she stays at home. We have three kids that are now, so uh, what, 15, 13 and 10, um, homeschool. And so that, that, that in itself just sort of changes your perspective on a lot of things. And, um, being in a business like this allows that flexibility that is, is important to our family. That's great. And yeah. I bet living in Kansas has helped to keep your cost of living much less than <laughs> say, if you were out here in the Bay area or, or on the East coast or something. Absolutely. Yep. That, that definitely helps. Um, you know, I've got a couple of guys that, that work in the Vitev world here that live in Canada and it's always fun to, kind of contrast what their expenses are versus my expenses. Um, I guess it's fun for me, not so much for them, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it definitely, it definitely helps for sure. Um, that was one of the reasons why we, when we left the air force, we decided that we wanted to move back to this area. We had, we lived on both coasts and down South and 
uh, moved a lot of different places and, you know, home is home, but, but there are actually some, some practical things as well that, you know, play into that. Sure. Yeah. Now, now in terms of having that kind of a lifestyle where you could really be together as a family, had you considered before you decided to go this route, had you considered possibly getting involved with network marketing? I did a little bit of that. Um, I looked at it sort of as business development. Um, you know, you can go, when I left the Air Force, I kind of looked at going back to school and getting a business, you know, degree or something. But I just found in my previous time through college and then employment after that, that what I learned in college really didn't apply to the world. <laughs> so I, I kind of felt the same way. If I'm going to a business school, most likely it's not going to apply to running a business. So it would be better for me to just try running a business and and learn that on the fly, you know, learn it as you go better to learn through experience than through concepts in a book. Um, those are good, but you still have to, you know, learn how to apply them. So, so yeah, I did some network marketing stuff. Um, did you find that helpful that. in, in honing your skills? Um, it, it yeah, I, I, it helped in understanding how to, you know, systemize things. Um, um, uh, and, and, the importance of continuing to try, you know, I would say network marketing is not a, um, uh, it, it can be a frustrating <laughs> time for a lot of people. Yes. And, and so it helps to learn the tenacity or just to keep going. Um, but yeah, I just, I simply looked at it and, and, and learning just, you know, basic sales, uh, business accounting, all those types of things are just some, some basic business one-on-one skill sets that, you need to have if you're in business that that was a great way for me to utilize or to learn those things okay so um i want to switch gears now because i think people have a fairly good sense of of who you are and what you're all about and kind of what makes you tick and some of your strengths and what your values are so let's switch gears and talk about your company and talk about the products that you've brought to market and what they can do for people. And let me just start out by saying that as a holistic doctor and really being in the trenches every day with people that are paying me their hard-earned money to help them get well, and I have had to be a keen observer over a long period of time about what works and what doesn't and how to give my patients the most bang for their buck one of the things I've discovered is that uh, proper water quantity and water quality is one of the most vital components of a, of a compre comprehensive wellness program and that, and that many people are really limiting their health either by not drinking enough water or drinking at the wrong times or not drinking the right type of water or they're spending a ridiculous amount of money while they're polluting the environment. Like some of the sickest people that I have had the opportunity to help, for example, have been people who, let's say, were on distilled water for several years. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing to have distilled water for two or three weeks if you're cleansing and you're wanting to pull some things out, but it's water that never occurs in nature. It's it's water without any mineral content at all, and eventually it'll weaken the patient. And so I've seen that 
many, many times. Um, I've seen people's energy field weakened by some of these electrical methods for splitting uh, the water. Um, I've seen um, chlorine and fluoride really put a stress on people's bodies, especially on their thyroid. Um, so I've seen a lot of things. And, um, and so I was very excited when I came across your work a few years ago and saw that you had ways of, um, of alkalizing the water that was very natural, that to me seemed to mimic the way nature worked in terms of water flowing across the earth and down a stream. And I want to give you a chance to talk about that. And then also, um, you know, there's the issue of water purification because um, there's sediment in the water. There's uh, There can be uh, microorganisms that are not good for human beings in the water. There can be chlorine. There can be fluoride. There can be all sorts of organic compounds. And so I know in your work, you've had to address that as well. And there's some communities that fluoridate and some that don't. So um, go ahead and just, uh, you can, if you want to build on my opening remarks, go ahead and begin to talk about uh, your company's products and kind of how the product line developed to address some of these issues and kind of where things are now. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I would say, well, let me, let me maybe start with the filtration piece first, um, because that was the area that we knew the least about as we started in the, the alkaline water world. Um, most of those electric ionizers that you find are very, very poor filters. You don't even, they don't even really talk about filtration much. And um, a, a dirty little secret, if you will, is that one of the biggest variables to the quality of the water we get out of our systems is the quality of water that goes into the systems. Um, and there's a lot of things that we still don't even understand about how the, um, the filtration process contributes to the output of the water after that's been filtered and run through our minerals. Um, the same system on a different water source can react differently than it did previous. Same exact system, same exact filter, but two different source waters, they will then affect that water in your glass differently. And there's things that and we just don't understand it to that depth yet. Um, but from the filtration standpoint, one of the things that we walked in here into the the business with was thinking we could do really good filtration with very small filters. <laughs> and um, I don't know if it's Brita that's, that's contributed to that understanding or, or what, but um, we found that is not the truth. Um, there, there's a direct connection between, you know, the size of the filter, the quality of the ingredients that go into the filter and how well that system does take out the contaminants. Um, we started with just a very basic, filter setup. It was just going to be a, a, a medium range filter. We were looking for, you know, um, keeping the price at a level that people could afford. We were concerned about space. We were concerned about how well did it function? Does the water come out fast enough that people will not, you know, be impatient with it? Um, how much size does it take up on a counter or under a sink? Those are the things that we were thinking about initially. How, how can we get the greatest acceptance, make it easy enough for people to, to, to prove that this concept does work? And so that's how we started with just sort of a mid-range filter system. That's basically what we have with what we would call our flow now. It's a 
it's a really high quality carbon base filter. Um, so it's going to eliminate the things like chlorine and, and chloramines, which are becoming even more popular. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that or if your listeners are, but um, one of the things that chlorine, you know, we realized what decades after using it, it created all sorts of side effects and there was toxins created through the disinfecting process. And it's also very unstable. Um, one of the best ways to get rid of chlorine in your water is to just put it in a pitcher and let it sit on your counter for a while. And that chlorine will off gas out of the water. Well, that happens in municipal treatment plants as well. And so from a, a, a municipal standpoint, it's not cost effective. It's causing health related issues. Now there needs to be a better way to do this. And chloramines offered that advantage. It's more stable. It stays in the water better. Um, it still does its disinfecting, but there are a lot of bad side side effects to that as well. Um, it it will eat disintegrate rubber and fittings, and and so you think about like the mechanisms inside of a toilet. As those things, if anybody's ever changed those and they see them just kind of falling apart or, or almost like melting, um, that's chloramines in the water doing that. So every time they have a new um, disinfectant, if you will, we have to have a better quality filter to take that out. And so that's the basis for our, our, our standard flow cartridge to eliminate those things. Tastes, odors, chlorines, um, and chloramines are the big ones. They will do other things as well, but not to a really high degree. So that was sort of our medium range middle option. It, it improves the water significantly, but it's not going to address the more difficult things like fluoride and, and whatnot. So our initial thinking on the fluoride and, and some of those other contaminants was that we could just do some snap-on little small cartridges because if you look at the marketing out there within the filtration world, that's what you walk away with. Oh, this, this filter will take care of fluorides for the next 5,000 gallons. But then you look at the testing results on those or the, the things that they communicate within their marketing and you realize it's not the case at all. The filters are really poor at removing fluoride. Um, you can even look at the, the EPA and, and other governmental agencies that admit the same thing. But when you look into the fine print on their testing, you realize they may have tested this for a couple of liters and it, it took away 50% of the fluoride. Well, the average person is gonna use their water filter for much longer than a couple of liters. And so you, you walk away with this sense of you're protecting yourself or your family and your kids, but you're really not. And as we were developing some of those systems, we had very honest manufacturers that said, now, if you guys are wanting it to do this, there's no way it's going to do that for you. Um, and so that led us to develop uh, a reverse osmosis system. Um, reverse osmosis is something that's often kind of bad mouth within the, the alkaline community because it's void of minerals, it's acidic, you know, it's aggressive, that sort of thing, which is all true. But it's also a very convenient and affordable way to clean a lot of the toxins to a very high degree out of the water. Uh, it was much simpler for us to go that route than it was to offer a bunch of different filters in a huge, you know, six filter cartridge thing um, to address those toxins to a degree that we were comfortable, you know, communicating to our customers. So that led to the Max, which is our was our next product line. We went from a, a standard mid mid range filter to the upper end best you can get Max system, and we just take that RO um, process. And then we run that water in a final stage through our mineral ingredient mix that we came up with. 
to put the minerals back in the water, to take that aggressiveness away, to give it the antioxidant benefits, the hydrating benefits, all those things that alkaline water is known for, we can do that in the final stage. And that was one of the things that we liked the most about doing this from an, an alkaline or from a natural state is that we could sort of scale it and, and connect it to a lot of different filtration technologies that are available. Um, so that, that led to the max. Then on the flip side of that, we found people that wanted something that was on the lower end, um, or maybe they just needed something for traveling or for the kid at college or, you know, those types of things, or people who, I'm not quite sure about this yet. I want to try it and see before I make a decision and commitment to spend $200 or $500 or whatever, right? And so that developed into the, um, the pitcher line that we have as well um, to give that, that lower end entry level option for people or a supplement or whatever, you know. And those that are that are more of the, you know, the purest mindset when it comes to water, you can pour a reverse osmosis water through it or a distilled water through it or whatever. And that that cartridge in there, it's a it doubles as a filter plus the mineral media in there as well. We'll then convert that water just like you would get in your ionizer at home, just in a smaller package. Um, so that's that's essentially our lineup today. We have some other little uh, more kind of oddball, <laughs> I guess, products, if you will, more kind of niche products. But that's the breadth. You can go from very simple carbon Brita level filtration all the way up to the advanced reverse osmosis side filtration. So I have a few questions. Shoot. Uh, let's start with the low end product. Is there anything that differentiates qualitatively your low end product from a, from a Brita unit? Um, well, only in the sense that not from a filtration standpoint, only from a pH alkaline standpoint. Um, so that it's basically the same level of filtration that you're going to get in a Brita pitcher. Just take that now and put the minerals and stuff on top of it. Okay, so that's that, yeah. that's the distinction there. Right. And then in terms of your um, your mid-range unit, your mid-range unit sounds like it would be good for someone who doesn't live in an area where their water is fluoridated. Correct. Okay. Well, and, and one other thing through this I should probably say too is that <clears throat> what we found is that um, not everybody – how do I say this? Not not all of our customers or the people who contact us believe necessarily the same thing that we do when it comes to filtration. Um, so while in my home, I have a, a MAC system because I want as many of those pollutants taken out as I possibly can within reason. You know, I'm not going to go through – the, the headache that distillation could be or anything like that. But let's get that water as clean as I can get it and then put the health effects back in. But not everybody necessarily is in that space. So our perspective on it is let's just take – we get this question a lot. What's the difference between all of our products from when it comes to pH? Does this give a better pH than that? You know, those types of things. And and really there's not much difference with respect to those those qualities, pH and ORP and, and whatnot, the differences are between filtration. And we look at the filtration as sort of a, that's a personal choice for those for the, the customers. Wherever they are at in that understanding right now, we're just going to take, we're going to provide them a system that offers, that makes that, that level of water as good as it possibly can be for them where they're at right now, you know, I, I guess is a way to think of it. So while we would prefer to sell an RO system to everybody, not everybody wants one. And so we want to give them choices for where they're at as well and, and just kind of allow them to 
for that process to, to work you know in themselves as they as they are as they don't want to research water but it would seem to me that the distinction between your mid-range and high-range product becomes much more significant if someone's living in a municipality that fluoridates oh sure yeah yeah now, now in yeah because the, the the ro system is the only one that can remove the fluoride i mean eat right Flor fluoride there are some new filters coming on the market we're actually playing with doing some testing with with a few of them right now that do offer higher levels of fluoride filtration in a in a filter you know setup but that's still only 50 percent or so so for those who really do want it all out of their water they're really left with just a couple of choices and that's reverse osmosis or distillation now, in terms of being able to control the amount of alkalinity, being able to control the pH, in your systems, do you control that by the rate of water flow through the medium? Um, we we can do that with the um, the mid-range flow system. Yeah, the faster you have the water flowing through it, the less time the water has in contact with the minerals, the lower that pH level is going to be. Um, there's a there's a pretty direct correlation between contact time and pH performance. <clears throat> but with the um, the filter itself, we sort of try to find a good place for that pH uh, or, or a consistent average that we would see. And that's controlled by the hole size in the bottom of the filter. That's what's controlling and constricting the flow of water through the filter. So the wider that diameter, the faster it flows through, the less it has time with the minerals, the lower performance we get. And so we just made that hole to a, a, a size that would be, you know, um, convenient not clog up you know but also give a good a good ph performance as well and then with the ro side that's a closed system it is the most potent one we have when it comes to ph numbers and whatnot simply because it offers the longest contact time with the water and the minerals and um, there's not a lot we can do to control that because it's it's going to be um, pretty consistent you know throughout the life of that system it also has a, a storage tank, like all RO systems do. That storage tank helps a little bit because it's sort of a you know homogenous mixture at that point, um, and and keeps it a little bit more stable. But the other thing is we we find a um, actually not so much anymore. It was a pretty common question a few years ago. People wanting to you know think they're setting their water at at 8.5 or 9.0 or whatever the ionizer offered them on the on the keypad on the front, you know. Um, but we found there's really not a lot of difference when it comes, at least with a natural system, there's not a lot of difference in in um, uh, the way you feel when you drink it brand new to when you drink the water with a filter that's three months old. Um, there just doesn't seem to be as much worry. Um, and at the same time, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but a lot of the um, people who would use electric ionizers would go through a period early on of a, it just didn't feel good. You know, it didn't, maybe that was related to the, the energy that you were referencing earlier, but it just, it made them feel bad. And we don't have anybody that has that problem when they first start drinking an alkaline water made naturally. It's like the body just accepts it easier, accepts it better. So there's no, there's no startup time or, or slowly getting into this, start with an eight, five, go to a nine, go to a nine, five. We don't have to worry about any of that. Just fill up the glass and drink it. Great. So you're not dealing with detox phenomena at all. Nope. That's great. That's, that's huge. Um, another question I have is that 
um, I know one of the big criticisms about reverse osmosis systems is the is the water waste, the the amount of water that it takes to end up making a certain amount of water that stays in the tank that's uh, that's been filtered. Are you able to do anything with your systems to partially mitigate that water loss? Yeah, we um, we took care looking at it from that perspective we have a um, we call it a water optimizer just a little add-on feature on the back of our of our mac system it's it's hard mounted into the frame kind of out of the way um, it's essentially a what's called a permeate pump and that pump um see if i can explain this in a <laughs> in an easy way over the phone without a picture but um ro systems they all have waste it's just something that we have to deal with right there's no way we can get around it um and most RO systems that, that don't have that, that pump capability on them, what happens is the tanks are all pressurized. And as the water fills up the tank, the, the, fill, the fuller that tank gets, the more the water or the more that pressure increases, which means it's harder to get more water into the tank. And so what happens is you start, it's not a, it's not a consistent, you know, eight to one ratio throughout the life of that tank filling up. It, it starts off very efficient, but as that tank fills up, you end up wasting more water because it's sort of, you know, it's a, it's a two-sided stream. <clears throat> part of the water goes to the tank, part of the water goes to the drain. And, and how that pressure pushes back and forth is what controls how much goes down the waistline and how much goes into the tank. <coughs> Excuse me. And so what we're able to do with this pump is basically act like a switch, almost like a railroad track. And we can close off the waistline and force the clean water to go to the tank and then cycle back and close the tank and force the wastewater to go to the waistline it makes each um, uh, each squirt if you will or each each stream as efficient as it can possibly be so yeah we see our waste times go or our waste ratios go down up to 80 percent with a pump when we don't have a pump and the fill time in the tank is much faster as well that's the other challenge with RO systems is sometimes people have to wait you know an hour hour and a half to get a full tank of water and with ours you don't have to wait that long well that seems to be a really significant uh, distinction about your systems as opposed to the types of RO systems other people might buy in other places. Correct. Yeah. yeah that's great. Yeah. And, and they're not an easy add-on either. The permeate pumps are fairly complicated to get the tubing correctly installed in there so that it works correctly. And they have to be, you know, kind of balanced and set right. And um, they're a little bit finicky. And so we just decided we're going to hard mount those things on there and, and let everybody enjoy the benefits that way. Now, what about installation? Like, if someone's not handy, would you recommend for the for the uh, for the larger systems that they just uh, hire a plumber for an hour, or do you rec or do you find that most people do the install themselves? Or what do you what do you, what are you finding? Uh, I would say the one thing that oh, I would I don't know if we, it's if it's an even split or not, but. <clears throat> What we tried to do with, with the Max is make it as easy and plug and play as possible. So everything's color coded, different colors of tubes for different uses. And there are plugs in the system itself that show you right where to connect it. So, you know, if you can connect a, you know, a DVD player or a video game system to a TV, it's kind of the same idea. The, the difficulty with the Max seems to be more with people who have, see, it has a, it has a dedicated faucet, right? So you wouldn't use your kitchen faucet for your alkaline water is a separate water filter faucet off to the side. 
And the ones that tend to need installation help are the ones who need a new hole drilled in their countertop or their sink top. Okay. Um, that's something that's a little bit more intimidating for people and they want to get it right. So those are the ones that, that tend to go with the plumbers. But we have we have a lot of people who just install them themselves and have no problems. Now, what about people who who are renting and they don't own their home and so they they can't drill a hole in the in the counter? Uh, do you have some on top of the counter models? Right. Yeah, we have a, a countertop RO system as well. Um, that would be for that. That's that's the crowd that that's for. The ones who are renting or the ones who are in a condo or or whatever just don't want to go to a permanent um, or a more permanent um, you know setup and installation. So yeah, what we call is the Ripple. It's just a little bit of a smaller version of the RO system that sits on the counter. Um, the downside with that is, I'll just I'll give you the the upfront you know difficulties with it is, it gives a really really good performance when it comes to the mineral content, alkalinity, that sort of stuff. But it it doesn't allow you to not waste the water as well as the Max does. Okay, you're kind of stuck, um, and and you're limited by how much pressure you have coming into your your home and your faucet. Um, so that's just the one the one caveat we always tell people so they they know what to expect when it arrives. You know, you are going to see the wastewater from it where you don't see it under your sink. I understand. If, yep. Now, oh, what about the issue of, you know, there's a lot of people that install their water systems, but they get busy and they don't take good care of maintaining it in terms of cartridge exchanges and things. What do you do in that area to support people and make it easy so that they're actually getting the benefits over a long period of time? Yeah, well, that, that behooves us as well because we don't want people to not have a system that, that doesn't work and then they want to, you know, potentially complain that, hey, I don't feel as good as I used to. Uh, we, we try to stay out of those sort of <laughs> conversations as much as we can. Um, so there's a couple of ways. Obviously, we, we'll do the, the email reminders, you know, for people when they order that says, hey, it's been five months. You're getting to that point of maybe needing a new filter for your flow. Um, pay attention, you know, just kind of monitor it, that sort of thing. And then um, so we can go that that kind of traditional email marketing route, if you will, or email reminder route. Um, but the other thing that we offer is um, auto ship opportunities as well, where people can purchase either the filter packs on auto ship or just a single filter on auto ship or sign up for that when they initially purchase the system. And then what happens is depending on that, that replacement cycle, so a flow is, is every six months, our max RO systems every year, we will send you an email as that, that replacement time is coming up that says, hey, we're going to get ready to send you a new filter. Make sure everything's okay on your end. Nothing's changed. Credit card information, that sort of stuff's all the same. And all that's good. We just process those orders automatically and ship them out on a schedule. Um, and then we, we give a, a discounted purchase rate and free shipping on those as well. Um, it's good for us. It's good for the customers. So we prefer everybody was on the auto ship program. It just makes things so much simpler. And uh, we, we're able to maintain the systems in a much better way as well. So That's great. Uh, can you give my listeners a, uh, a ballpark sense of, with these different systems, what their cost per whatever unit you use ends up being for their water as opposed to what they might be doing now? Um. I guess that maybe depends on what they're doing now. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot, of, um, a lot of people now are buying bottled water or they're going to a water store or they're 
you know, or they're or they're putting themselves at risk with the tap water situation, and that creates a whole other set of problems. Or maybe they're just, you know, there's all sorts of things people are doing, but it's just amazing to me if you really look at the cost per use, um, how economical some of what you're doing is, and maybe you can give people a sense of what their cost ends up being. Sure. Um... I guess a way to do that, it just we'll, we'll just kind of do the middle of the, of the road option with the flow, our, our countertop, you know, mid, mid range option. So the replacement cycle for filters on that is six months. So your your annual cost, first year cost, if you will, would be just under three hundred dollars for that system with with the second filter on there as well. Um, so you're looking at, at like what, 80, 81 cents a day or something like that for for operation over the course of a year. Um, 25 bucks a month probably is your, is your cost on that in that way. Um, that would then go down obviously year two, three, four, when all you're doing is replacing filters and not the main system. So you're, you're now down to around $200 a year for your annual costs on those. Um, the max offers a, it, it has a higher starting point, starting price, you know, it's a 795 or 749 on auto ship price. Uh, but the filters last longer. So I think it's after three years, that number then catches up to the point where it's now more economical than the flow is. Um, but yeah, you're going to get substantially more water out of these per month. I mean, what's, what's $25 a month on water? You know, you're buying maybe 12 bottles of water. Um, I don't know what the prices are in California where you live, but I'm, I'm using Kansas prices. How much water uh, so are you, uh, how much, when you figure that $25 a month that's assuming what how much water use per day yeah i'm looking at that's our our average on all the all of our stuff we look at it from a family using two to three gallons of water a day drinking water okay. or cooking water or coffee water whatever they want to use it for so yeah um whatever that is you know 90 gallons a month basically so basically you're looking at that first year for the middle one that comes to 81 cents a day you're talking about 81 cents for two to three gallons of water. Correct. Right. Okay. Well, that's cheaper than you can buy RO water at the store. Right. Yes. Now, why does the uh, cost over the long run end up being better for the, for the top end unit? Because you replace the filters less frequently. Okay. Um, so that's, that's the, the, the difference on that end. How, how, how do most people find out about you? Well, that's a good question. Um, the, eh, this is going to sound bad, but but I'll say it anyway. So, um, and there's a couple of directions we can take on this, but a lot of the people that we um, we help don't find out about alkaline water from us first. They find out about it from an uh, an alkaline water an electric ionizer rep, or their chiropractor, or their family friend, or somebody in their family, right? Who now is a distributor for some MLM alkaline water company who is pushing the water out to them and, and they try it and they like it and they enjoy it and this is great. And then they get that invoice I talked about a while ago that I never felt right giving somebody for a couple thousand dollars or four or $5,000. And they go, oh my goodness, I love the water, but I can't pay for that. And so they go to Google and they search for alkaline water and they look for more affordable ways. And they find us through Google. Um, they find us through those technology applications, you know, phone apps on their phone or whatever else where they're doing their research. Um, 
and they just find a more cost effective effective way. So that works um, great for you. It's great for me, yeah. I mean, it's the low hanging fruit. That, that I mean, ultimately, that, that was why we started anyway, right? We saw all these people we wanted to help who we couldn't help because they couldn't write a check for four grand to pay for a system. Well, now they don't have to. So, um, you know, our our perspective is just get as much water out there to people as we can, and and things will work out just fine. But I mean, technology is great. Um, there's a lot of changes coming uh, within, you know, the economy of the world, if you will. Um, and some of the things that, that, I mean, just even look, we would not have been able to start Vitev without the technology capabilities that we have, um, with the discussions that we could have with suppliers and, and doing everything over the, the computer and the phone call. I mean, it's just, it's amazing what we're able to do, even having this Skype conversation. Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things I think just waiting to pop up that are just kind of being, um, held down right now that, that need some pretty substantial changes, but, um, yeah, all that to say, they find us through somebody else first, okay. and then they look for options. Well, why don't we segue into, you know, because you pointed to the future being radically, dynamically different. Why don't we use that as a segue to where do we go from here? Where do you see your company going? Where do you see the whole water game going? Do you see any major breakthroughs on the horizon, or do you think it's going to be mostly about getting better at disseminating what, what we already have. What do you, what do you see? What do I see? <laughs> Going to make me pull out my weather forecasting side of things, huh? Yeah. Um, I, so some of the trends that we've seen across the, the current market is a lot more of a shift towards personal size things. Um, so um, mobility, um, bottled convenience, that type of stuff. The al alkaline water market in the bottled realm has really exploded over the last few years. Um, there's a lot of different brands and styles and, you know, options people have in the, in the local grocery aisle, you know, even, even normal grocery stores, not even health food stores or whole foods or those places, you know, offer a lot of different options for bottled alkaline water. Um, some caveats on that is that it's, we always equate it to like, um, you know, you can buy frozen vegetables or you can buy fresh vegetables. Um, that's kind of the same way you look at a bottled water being a frozen vegetable and, and one of our systems or an ionizer being fresh. Um, it is better for you, but it's not as good as it could be if you, if you picked it out of the, out of the garden, you know. So um, I think we're going to see a shift in those directions to more portable size, smaller things, people that can, they can keep it in, on their go or keep it on the go with them. Um, but I think we're going to find, don't hold me to this. <laughs> I'm not speaking for Vitev. I'm speaking for Gabe right now. Um, I, I think we're going to see some changes in the technology space. Um, I think we're going to see some changes in the energy space. Um, I think there's a lot of things across, not just water, but, but health in general, um, that offer some cures and improvements and things that we just, um, that are right now looked at as, um, you know, more conspiratorial, conspiratorial or more alternative and aren't getting as quite as massive an acceptance as they should. Um, I think that's going to take a large change in, in just our medical system across the country um, and how that whole thing is handled. Um, and I think we're going to find that, you know, we things kind of work in a pendulum, you know, in a sense. And we've gone so far down this artificial um, road and when it comes to 
medicines and looking at at even vitamins and supplements is being able to to take a you know a piece of fruit and slice out some little bitty ingredient one component of that and then make it in a lab and sell it to people and say hey this is just as healthy as that original piece of fruit was for you i think we're going to see some kickback on that as the pendulum starts to swing the other direction and people go no 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 this this is stupid i need the whole thing i need the 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 whole fruit the whole vegetable you know holistic health in a sense um i don't know if that answers your question or not but um, within water we kind of look we look east to see some trends within the water space because that um, the eastern perspective on medicine and health um, uh, I think is much closer to you know what actually does help people and their their um, their environments over there their societies are just more open to that there's a lot more um, there's a lot more um, Uh, research done there's a lot more money available for research into those different spaces Um, there's a lot of discussion right now about hydrogen um, and being able to sort of saturate water with hydrogen and and it being basically the the top end antioxidant that we've discovered Um, it it's actually created in our systems as well Um, there are some limitations to it when it comes to um, how long it will stay created in the water. Um, but there's some substantial evidence that that's going to be a fairly significant, um, uh, you know, game changer when it comes to not only water, but, but larger health applications as well. Medicine, you know, uh, athletics, that sort of stuff. Do you have any thoughts about, uh, possibly integrating the work that's being done that shows that you can, alter the subtle properties of the water through uh, various types of vortexes and spinning. Do you think that's something your company might get into in the future or, or does that seem like too big, a too big a leap from where you guys are? Yeah. I, I think one of the things that, um, well, I don't know how do I, how, we look at what we've done. I, I think in, in that regard, it would have to be more of like a, um, a joint venture, a, a partnership in a sense. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time and effort in developing the right mineral proportions and getting that recipe correct and packaging it in a way that it worked every time. Um, and, and I don't know if we could do that in, in other more technical aspects. I don't know if we, you know, the, the folks within in the Vitev realm right now would um, would be able to manage developing something like that um, that's a little bit more um, out of our league. And so it, I think it would be in that situation, it'd be more... Um, a joint venture. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you look, if in a sense, our kind of like intellectual property, if you will, or our our donation to the cause is more the, the mineral makeup and the knowledge that we have there more so than, than creating the package itself. Um, if that makes sense. So, you know, we, we are happy to provide guts and, and the inside components to pair with other things and, and then to offer our knowledge and how that plays into the water's properties. Um, that, yeah. That's exciting. Cause you know, one of my long-term goals is to provide a really state-of-the-art comprehensive water solution for people. And I think 
the contribution you've made and your commitment to serving people and to keeping things affordable and keeping things real and science-based is really fantastic. And I really admire and acknowledge you for that. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that people have a way to contact you. Um, and I know that chances are you're going to be using this recording in many different ways. And so I don't want to just give out my contact information for this because there may be other people that will be using this to help share the good news. Uh, and yet I want people to, I want you to be able to know if people are contacting you based on, um, based on hearing, uh, freeing the body, freeing the soul here uh, from what we're doing. So if you have an idea about the best way for people to contact you so that it ends up working best for everybody, why don't you give out the way that you would like people to contact you if they're, if they're hearing this through their connection with our show, freeing the body, freeing the soul, and also how they, you'd like people to contact you if they're hearing it some other way as well. Sure. Um, well, that, that, the easiest way to, to reach us or to find us is obviously through the website. Um, and that's just Vitev with a V, V as in Victor, I-T-E-V, another V at the end, dot com. Um, you go there and you'll find all of our, our contact information. You can, we have a live chat function on there as well that you can, you can click on there and grab one of our customer service folks or even me. We kind of rotate through uh, the cycle on that, who's on call, uh, and ask questions that way. That that's been interesting to see how that has grown in use. People are more inclined to want to chat with you than they are call you. Um, and so we, we utilize that tool a ton. Um, and then just a direct phone call as well. Uh, 855-456-9220 is the line there. And you can talk to us and ask questions and just, you know, tell us where you came from. And then we can, we can shoot you over a link as well that you can put on your, your website and that will then, off, give, it will give us a tracking link as well, so we know where that traffic's coming from, and kind of give you some some insight as well into into anybody that's coming our direction from your um, your nudge as well. Great. Um, yeah, but those would be the best ways to to reach us. So go ahead and give out the uh, go ahead and give out the um, the URL for your website again and the phone number. Okay, it's www.vitev v i t e v dot com. And the phone number is 855-456-9220. Great. And then just to give people the big picture again, you have the high-end unit that's about $800. You have the mid-range unit that, what, is about $300? Uh, it's $200. $200. Yep. But then you have to get the filters. Correct. Right. So so we have, a high, we have the high-end max unit. That's the RO system that goes under the sink. The more involved, you know, installation and whatnot that's the 795 or 749 on auto ship we have a countertop ro system that would be 495 then we have our our mid-range filtration system the flow which is uh 219 and then we have the pictures down below that and those picture combinations with filters are all below 100 dollars. now why is the countertop ro unit significantly cheaper is it just have to do with the fact that it doesn't have the water saving mechanisms or is it smaller or why is it cheaper? Yeah, it's, it's the size of it. Um, the, the cartridges, we're, we're cognizant of people's countertop spaces. So we want to make it as small as we could. 
And so the filters are smaller, the, the cartridges themselves are smaller, there's no tank involved, there's no, um, um, there's no faucet needed, you know, there's just a lot of components that, okay. that weren't required for that. And just to give people a point of reference, if what were what are what are people paying for the uh, electrical alkaline units that don't even have filtration? Yeah, those are going to be um, well. There's a lot of release. Um, there's there's some cheaper knockoff ones that have been flooding into the market from China in the past several years. But the more um, um, the, the higher quality systems, if you will, that come in from Taiwan or, or South Korea uh, or Japan for that matter, you're going to be in the, the 2,500 at the low end to five grand on the top end. Um, that's the, that's the average price point that people are comparing us to when they, when they show up at the website. And that's what I meant in the beginning when I was saying that I think you're bringing a disruptive technology to the market because it's orders of magnitude cheaper. I think it's better Plus, you were adding the filtration component, and so correct. That's what I meant. So uh, yeah, it's it's been really interesting because as as we've seen technology across the world, you know, they we're getting more efficient, we're getting smaller, we're getting cheaper. For some reason, water ionizers aren't following that same trend. They're pretty much the same price as they were ten years ago. They're not getting any better. It's the same things. Um, so it's just it's uh, strange that the, there hasn't been anything in that space that's changed, uh, except for the you know the natural models that we've introduced. Yeah, so. that was going to be my next question. If you, uh, I was going to say, are they that expensive to make those other units, or is there something else going on? Um, yeah, uh, well, I would say the what what's they're not that expensive to make or to import. I mean, we've seen the invoices for the the Japanese versions; they're not anywhere near the price point that that they they claim or that they require to purchase, but um, because they're within a multi-level spectrum or a multi-level company, there's a whole lot of commissions that are paid out on those sales to a lot of different people through that organization. And so there's just a ton of overhead that they have to build into those price points. And then so when other companies came, because they, they are by far the top end, they're still the most influential ionizer company uh, you know, out there. That's sort of the, the, um, the comparison point that everybody uses. So as these new ionizer companies came on board years ago, the other electrics, that was the person they are going, or that was the, the system they're going after. So what they did is they just set their prices below that one. <laughs> they don't have as many layers to, to, to pay out, but heck, if you can sell a system for $3,000 and it's $1,000 cheaper than somebody else, plus you don't have any commissions to pay out, you know, you can, you can take a lot of that money and put it in your own pocket. And so that's sort of been where it stayed um, because because that Japanese company hasn't come down anywhere, well, then there's no reason for the other guys to as well. Um, they can just say, well, no, we're, we're less than they are. Um, the, the challenge now is that they're starting to recognize that there are, um, <laughs> there are, are bigger threats you know, to their future than, than another electric company. And so you're starting to see them now evolve and change and go down more natural roads as well. Really? Which then, then leaves them in a situation of... Um, we, we don't get this as much anymore, um, but when we first came on the scene, we have a, we had a lot of people that were contacting us wanting to sell our products who were also selling electric ionizers because they wanted something they could offer somebody else kind of as a last-ditch effort to close the sale, right? <laughs> and, uh, and we told them. That reminds me of the life insurance agents that uh, yeah. would only talk about term life insurance if they couldn't sell the whole life. 
<laughs> exactly right. It was the same thing. And we said, you're going to have a, you're going to have a problem because you're going to be stuck with a choice. You've spent how much time and effort into this person trying to sell them a, a $4,000 system. And then they say, no, no, no. And you say, okay, well, how about this one for a couple hundred? And they're like, wait a minute. We're, <laughs> if this, so now do you tell them it works the same as the electric, <laughs> but it's a fraction of the price. Um, and so, yeah, we don't, we don't get that much anymore. They've pretty much had to make their decision on which way they're going to go. Very interesting. Uh, yep. I'm just thinking about any loose ends. I want to wrap up before I turn it back over to you to say anything you'd like to say in closing. I think there was one comment you made toward the beginning where you said that you noticed that once people started using the uh, natural uh, alkalizing units like you have, you noticed even increased benefits, but you didn't talk about anything specific about what you and other people were noticing. Um, can you, um, you know, within within FDA guidelines, right. what can you share about what you noticed about the benefits of, of this type of alkalizing process that was even superior to what you noticed initially with the electrical units when you first started getting interested and had a sense there was something to this whole business? Um, yeah, I, I would say the biggest thing that we noticed right out of the gate, because as every um, ionizer rep is sort of trained or, or learns pretty quickly on their own, is you have to be able to handle what happens to people after the sale. You know, you have to be able to answer those questions as well. And and because so many people you encounter would have, I mean, I'm not feeling good. This this water doesn't, I don't, you know, I feel like I have the flu or I'm achy or, or I have a headache or all sorts of those symptoms that would um, come back to you, you know, and that's, that's a terrible time for that to happen because it's also in the buyer's remorse phase. Right. <laughs> um, uh, we didn't have that anymore. Um, and so while they were still feeling the same uh, benefits, if you will, and it's, it's strange because, you know, at the core, um, it's, it's, it's inflammation, right? That's what's the major issue that so many people have. And so, when you start to deal with that inflammation at a, at a, at a root level and, and put that fire out, um, you know, the symptoms manifest themselves a lot differently in, in individuals. Not everybody has the same, the same problems as a result. Um, me personally, uh, allergies was something that I felt a, a immediate improvement on. Um, even to this day when I have, I mean, here I'm looking out my door right now and the, the trees are popping and, blossoming and everything. I'm like, Oh, here it's coming. You know, I'm going to get that initial seasonal push. Um, but I know when I, I'll be worse on days when I don't drink enough water than when I do drink what I should be drinking. And it's almost like putting water on a fire. You can feel that effect go away. Um, not saying everybody's going to have that same effect, but that's, that's one of the things that I noticed right away. Um, energy levels as well. Um, which I think is just even at a, at a basic level, one of the things that this water does is it makes you want to drink more. Um, you finally feel hydrated. Whereas, and, and often you don't notice it as you're incorporating it into your system. You notice it if you miss it for a day or you're traveling and you're away or whatever, right? And you just feel groggy and, and tired and, and any other water just feels like you're drinking something very thick. It doesn't, doesn't, then you get full and sloshy and bloated. It just doesn't work the same way. So you notice it on the on the negative side more so than you do on the on the positive side as it's as it's incorporating its way into your body, and so you just think about all the dehydration symptoms you know that that you're left with those go away. Um, you finally feel 
you know, like you're supposed to when you drink water, I guess. Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the range of comments and improvements and what people are dealing with um, is just enormous. Um, but we just know at a basic level, drinking more water, especially water that gets in and out of those cells so much better than, than typical water does, um, offers just a, a huge amount of benefits for people. Yeah, I appreciate you talking about it. I know it's uh, it's difficult with the current FDA regulations to yeah. share as freely as you might like, uh, at least in the United States, but I appreciate that. Sure. So, um, It's one of the things that has to change before right. we see the differences in the and, you know, some of the, the future things in, in the medical world. Right. Uh, well, you're preaching to the choir here. but uh, <laughs> So um, I want to turn it over to you just to say anything in closing. You know, I, I've, I've done my best to try to put myself in the listening of the listener and, you know, try to ask the questions that that I thought would be most helpful. But a lot of times there's something that maybe you wished I'd asked you or something you wanted to say that you feel would help to make the show more powerful. And I just want to give you a chance to say anything you want to say in closing. And also just to thank you, Gabe, for taking the time to be with us today on Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul, and for you to be following your soul and your spirit and to be in um, your commitment to serving other people. And I just think water is going to become a bigger and bigger issue health-wise, economically, politically over the next few years. You know, I think we're going to be looking at this issue about whether clean, healthy water is a right for human beings or whether it can be a proprietary product. I think we're headed for all sorts of interesting situations. So um, let me turn it over to you and just uh, feel free to share anything you'd like to share in closing. Yeah, I, I would say before we get to that, that phase, you know, what you were just speaking of there, it, it, we're really in a, in a point right now where you have to have your water, you know, you, you have to take care of your clean water on your own right now. Um, we really can't, I think it's pretty much been every day now. We've seen some new community, some new town failing their water tests and, and having the, the side effects of that broadcast across the media, but we're going to continue to see more of that. So it behooves all of us to have something that, protects us to a level we're comfortable with, um, you know, in our own homes and, and sort of take the personal responsibility for that. Um, but the only other thing I would add is water is unfortunately water filtration, especially, but then you add the alkaline component to it as well. It, it's a very, um, it's a very difficult and confusing subject to research. Um, and as you go out to the web and you start to, to do your Google searching and, and looking around at what, what's the best fit, Everybody has an agenda. Uh, even even us, we tell customers that all the time. I know we have an agenda too. We want you to buy one of our systems, but most importantly, we want to make sure that you have a better understanding of of you know the water filtration industry, if you will, the larger market. And so, if if you're confused as you're researching and looking things up, and you have questions, we we just encourage people to drop us a line and and ask. We've probably heard every single one of them by now, hundreds of times, but that's okay because. Um, Ultimately, that was one of the things that set us on the course to Vitev is to help clear the market. It was just so, so confusing and complicated. And that's that's one of the things that we've tried to maintain is that we're going to be honest and straightforward. And if we don't know, we'll tell you we don't know and just be as direct as we possibly can. And it seems like that's been sort of a um, a, a refreshing 
you know, effect for people to actually be able to call us and whether they buy anything or not, it's okay. We're at least helping them sort of clear the murkiness that's out there and the disingenuousness that you can see and you can sense across the market. So hopefully that that comes across to, to folks on your end who, who come take a look at us as well. But if there's anything that they want to ask or that they're confused about, just let us know. We're happy to help. Great. Why don't you give out your uh, website uh, information uh, one more time then? Okay. Uh, websites, vitev.com, www.vitev.com. That's a V as in Victor on both ends. And then the, the phone number is 855-456-9220. And you can find us on social media as well. You know, we're out there in the, the Facebook Twitter world as well. If you have people doing that, those are easy ways to contact us. But um, the breadth of the information that they're going to want to see is, is on the website. Great. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to another edition of Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul. I'm your host, Dr. David, the Cutting Edge Doc, and here on Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul, we do in-depth interviews with individuals that are doing cutting-edge work in the areas of healing, spirituality, and social transformation. Today, we've been talking about water and how to empower you and your family to get the water that you need in a safe, effective, tasty, affordable, and convenient way. And we've been speaking with Gabe Hunninghake, who is the president and founder of Vitev, which is a company based in the United States that provides what we're talking about, low-cost, effective ways for you and your family to have the water you need. You know, Gabe, one thing I'm realizing before we go that I didn't ask you about is, do you have any type of um, satisfaction guarantee for the end user? Oh, yeah. Uh, everything we do uh, that we send out, all of our products that are purchased online and whatnot, um, uh, that's a good question because sometimes it can be a little concerning buying something online. You're not sure about the return. We give everybody a 30-day uh, window they, after they receive the product to use it. Um, use it and abuse it, we say. Although don't, don't abuse it too bad. Uh, but, but make sure it works for you. If it doesn't work, you don't feel any different, then by all means, we don't want you to keep it. So um, all we ask is that if you get to that point and you don't notice a difference, that um, give us a call, drop us a line, whatever, so we can make sure it's not a, you know, a technical support or a, a user, you know, how, how it's being used issue that we can make sure that you're satisfied there. But yeah, 30-day uh, window, just send it back if you don't like it. Great. And so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate this type of uh, commercial-free, in-depth conversations and you'd like to support our work, you can go over to iTunes and give the show a five-star rating. And uh, also on our website at cuttingedgedoc.com, there's a donate button if you'd like to support our work and help keep it high-quality and commercial-free. So with that, We'll close with love and peace. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul. To access all episodes, including show notes, go to CuttingEdgeDoc.com. That's CuttingEdgeDoc.com. Lastly, if you love today's show, you can support Dr. David, his work, and the show by going over to iTunes and giving a five-star rating and a heartfelt comment. Thank you again for joining us today and for your commitment to freeing the body, freeing the soul.